Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. On today's episode of The Kindness Project, we talk about Elm's best presents, and we have part two of the interview with Sam Chilton and Amy Best from Peering at the Rabbit Hole. Welcome to The Kindness Project. It is very warm today. Is that what we started with? Yep. I am joined by a girl who is a bit concerned that her brain's going to run out of her nose. It's Charlotte Ames. And I'm joined by a man whose brain is already linking out of his ears. <laughs> it's Chris Ames. You know what? I need to get that sorted out. I've been sort of desperate. I've, I've been in and out of hospital to get my ears sorted out for the last couple of years. Sorry, is this just turned into the medicine project <laughs> or the, the Chris no, complaining about his medical ailments project? It's just... Too warm for rational thinking. I know, yeah. But I mean, when do we rationally think on this podcast? Yeah, I mean, anyway? <laughs> an, an official question of the podcast, listeners, just write in with your ailments. <laughs> <laughs> do your ears hurt? Do, just, How do your ankles feel just, today? <laughs> just email Charlotte directly. Actually, tweet her at what's your Twitter address? Charlotte J. Dames, C H A R L O T T E J D A E M S. And please tweet Charlotte with stuff like, I'm feeling a bit achy today. Or um, me ankles are. Or, Same here. <laughs> or um, I've got a dodgy thumb. I haven't got dodgy thumbs, but I've got dodgy knees. We could swap. <laughs> <laughs> Any of that stuff. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's hot here today. It's we're um, as we're recording this, and you're you're definitely listening in the future. But as we're recording this, London is having a bit of a heatwave, isn't it? I hate it so much. Why? I hate the heat so much. See, I like the heat. No, I um, feel like a puddle. But it is different when you're working and it's a bit more, um, yeah, it's it's less fun. Sometimes when you're on a beach... It's a really unprotective time for me because I'm just like, uh Yeah, because your brain turns into a puddle and yeah. uh, and starts coming out your nose. Yeah. <laughs> when you sneeze, you just find yourself... Yeah. Dead. <laughs> Can I put that back in? How do I do that? Well, you wouldn't be able to do that because without your brain, your heart would stop. Yeah, yeah. Um, but on on that um, rather cheerful Funnily note... Funnily enough, it doesn't happen for chickens. Well, it does, but not as soon as they lose their brain. Go on, tell me about chickens. Well, if, the inter- if every living creature on the planet had their heads cut off at the same time, chickens would outlive humans, because chickens' hearts... Sorry, on what planet is that happening? <laughs> How does that happen that everybody has their head cut off at the same time? It's, it's not the point, it's not the point. Um... Because chickens have like a slower feedback loop, yeah. their heart continues to beat without their brain for longer. Whereas humans, you remove the brain, that's it, the heart stops. Chickens, they can survive at least a couple of days without their brain. A couple of days? But that's the longest it's ever been, yeah. A couple of days? Yeah. But usually How it's, long is usually this feedback Usually it's like loop? three hours, but there's been a chicken that survived a couple of days but, without its brain. But then... But then if the feedback loop between the heart and the brain, number one, why in a smaller creature is the feedback loop, loop longer? That makes no sense. It's, it's I, I always assumed struggle. it was because they were dumber. Maybe. But then, but then the other thing is as well, how long does it take a chicken to react? Because if the, I mean, I don't understand enough about no, the link between the heart and the brain. No, but, but you're saying about the feedback loop. I'm, I'm assuming that that also includes the nerves to the brain. So, listeners, if you're a ex, uh, chicken expert and you understand why potentially <laughs> the uh, feedback loop, which doesn't sound like a particularly medical term that Charlotte's come up with, is longer in chickens. Because yeah, it's to do with the, the, the neurons and the... 
is the feedback loop, Charlotte. Feedback yeah. <laughs> Non-medical term feedback loop. Um, if the feedback loop is uh, potentially longer, um, what does that actually mean in like, medical terms? In, in terms that I might actually you understand. You me when my brain is a puddle. It's yeah, not. exactly. Yeah, this is. I'm taking medical advice from the woman, woman who's telling me her brain's a puddle and might fall out of her nose. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. Fall out of my ears, and if I sneezed, it would come out of my nose. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's talk about question of the podcast and. Question of the podcast is this week, what has been your favourite ever birthday or Christmas present? Um, and I got a present yesterday. I got, and it's not my birthday or Christmas, yes. I've got a new PlayStation 5, Charlotte. Yes, you did. Um, I just, I just, it turned up, it turned up at the house, um, hidden by uh, my wife and your mum. Um, and yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I've only had a little play so far, but it's a pretty did you good manage to get? Did you manage to get the login sorted? I did. I'm now in the PlayStation account, and, and all, all, is, all is good with the world, uh, because we are now in a position where uh, all of my accounts are logged, all my games are switched over. Um, it's, it's all good. So what's the best birthday or Christmas present you've ever had? I don't know. I don't know. I'll tell you one of my favourites. I was eight. Right? Oh. Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Opening my present. A Tomitronic. Have you ever heard of a Tomitronic? Heard of them, but so they they were like they were like the playstations of their time you held them against your eyes and you actually sort of played them uh by looking through the two eye holes it was it was really old good school vr old, it was, it was very old school vr so what's the worst christmas or birthday present you've ever had well, no Christmas or birthday present is bad because it's something you're getting from someone else. It can't be bad if someone's giving you a gift. If somebody gave you a um, bucket of poo, how would you feel about that? I would be grateful and use it. What? <laughs> right, okay. So Fertiliser for a nice start. So we know, we know what you're getting for Christmas Day. Um, that would be amazing. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I might even feel it. I mean, I don't know. It might just be the bucket, <laughs> an empty bucket. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> only for beer. Um, uh, so, listeners, can you let us know what your um, either best or worst gift you've ever given or received is? And you can get in touch with us using the following methods. Yes. Uh, on Twitter, we're at Ola Kindness. On Facebook, if you just type into the search bar, The Kindness Project, we should come up. And if not, why not? Uh, if, you go <laughs> if not, complain. <laughs> Have a word, Facebook. You know what? People are complaining all about like, sort of this news manipulation and, and sort of fake news and the fact that social media is now integral in the fact that we don't know what truth is anymore. Don't complain about any of that. Just complain if you can't find the Kindness Project. It's job done. Because, um, you know, we're pretty awesome. Anyway, if you go into the, the Google search bar and type the Kindness Project, we should be the first thing that comes up. And if not, continue to scroll. Hello. Oh, our producer's just turned up. Hello, Russ. Hello. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, right, so you're just telling our listeners about where they can find us. Yes. Uh, oh, yes, email. Uh, Ola at thekindnessproject.co.uk. Nope, that's the wrong one. No, it's the right <laughs> one. Uh, how, long, how long have you been doing this now? Three years, and you've just worked out what the email address is. I don't know what the email address is. I just I it's that. said it, and it was like, I don't recognise it. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so you can get in touch with us using all of those sources. Uh, and as a reminder, uh, question of the day is, what's the best birthday or Christmas present you've ever received or given? And on that note, should we get on with the show? So, this week we've got the second part of the interview with um, Sam and uh, Sam Chilton and Amy Best. Um, we talk about mental health, we talk about their podcast, which is called Peering at the Rabbit Hole. Yep. Check that out on Spotify. Um, uh, and we dive deep into... Um, the rabbit hole. Uh, what did I say? No. We dive deep into the rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we dive deep into the rabbit hole. Yeah. We dive deep. We don't only peer. We dive deep straight down the rabbit <laughs> hole with Sam and Amy, talking about why they set the podcast up, um, why they uh, uh, encourage um, better conversations around mental health, and why it's so important to broach this as a subject, tackle it, and actually get better to discussing those issues. Yeah. Shall we let them? Let's do it. So that, that's... <laughs> apparently we've turned from a podcast uh, about kindness to a podcast about burpees. Do, can, we, uh, can, we, Russ, can we change the podcast name to The Burpee Project? That might be, uh, that might be a way to go. Um, so, again, the reason we do the Kindness Project and have done uh, for years is just to share stories of people doing positive things in the world so that people can listen to something that's good news uh, and... Yeah. Uh, and to help people understand that actually most of us are pretty good people. Um, and if that helps somebody along the way, great. Now, I know that part of the reason you start the podcast is because you want to help people. If there's one thing that they, you know, somebody listening can take away from the podcast, what would you want that to be? Oh, what am I doing this one? I love the intentional silence, Amy. I really like that. Dan, it's on you. <laughs> yeah, Dan, it's on, on you. No, do you know what? I think, I think we've probably both got a little bit of a different outlook on this. I think um, for me, it's definitely when I was going through my, my darkest days, um, and I've got a very supportive family. I've got a very supportive girlfriend. You know, my mum suffered with mental health. But for me, it was still that shame and that absolute almost guilt to everyone around me that I just felt no happiness. Um, and that sort of deep shame that I felt. And I think the one thing I want to, you know, my listeners to hear and what, what I want them to take away from it is it's not shameful. Um it's it's a part of life you know you, you get colds you get you can get the flu and you don't get any blame for that and no one's going to blame you for the way you're feeling and if they do then they're morons basically um and i just want someone to take away and, and turn around and go right i'm going to talk to someone um whether that be you know a friend a relative a teacher a boss or a professional there's no shame in asking for help is is my biggest sort of yeah, is what, what I want people to take away. Now, yeah. as you've done that, Amy, 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 Amy who's Amy? I don't know. Amy, <laughs> uh, just make up a name. Um, Amy, thank you for doing that. But Sam, you're not going to get away with it. What's your perspective? Um, I think, I think mine, oh, we talked about this and I didn't know 
what it would be but I think it's again we all go through it that's you know it's it shouldn't be it, it shouldn't be I, I think actually no I'm going to change it mental I don't want mental health to only be discussed when it's catastrophic yeah. and it shouldn't be discussed only when it's catastrophic and it's the same for people that are on the mental health journey as well as the people supporting them as Amy says it should just be normal we should just discuss it like we do our physical health but we shouldn't I don't want people just to hashtag be kind and actually that's it that they've done their bit for mental health or yeah. you know I, I want I want us all I, I think we as a society it's great to have all these people follow you on Instagram stuff like that you know we have that but actually in my life I'd rather a smaller group of people that ask me how I am and genuinely ask me how I am than having 500 social friends who hashtag be kind but yeah. have never asked me how I am. And yeah. I think that's now so I'm sounding a bit ranty again and it's a Friday, <laughs> there you go. We're in the afternoon, it's happened. Um, but it's that element... We're nine of, minutes into the afternoon, so Sam. No, I've got ranty. <laughs> <laughs> she can't help herself. I know. Nine minutes. I mean, you did you did reserve it for nine minutes. That is good play. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> now, you know, now that's the next episode Chilts has to do on the, on our podcast. How do you cope with Friday afternoon rants? <laughs> I, I just want us all. We don't, I don't want everyone to be friends with everybody. I just want, as you said, that with the kindness project, people just be a bit more mindful. Yeah. Genuinely and genuinely to ask, ask genuinely how people are and, and 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 be a bit more mindful of it. So I suppose, I suppose there's two elements that spring to mind in in terms of that because if you look at some mental health training, you know, mental health first aid's been quite a big subject yeah. in workplaces recently, and. I've spoken to people who've got two perspectives on this. Number one, um, sort of mental health first aid is vital to help people who are struggling. And number two, mental health first aid is too late to discuss mental health because it waits until um, somebody's got a real challenge at work instead of actually talking about positive mental health and helping people cope with the journey. What, what are your thoughts on that? Um. So a couple of years ago, I, with, as part of my job, um, I'd approached a lot of managers in the legal world about asking them, could I do something? Could we do something as a forum to help? It was particularly aimed at legal PAs, but, but I could see a whole mix, generally legal PAs in the London market, female. And do you know what? Personally, some of them don't have the best times. You know, they're often, um, they're going through their own chaotic times, be it relationships, children, financial, parents, elderly parents, location, just, just whatever. And a few years ago, I had a really horrendous moment when I discovered that my candidate wasn't at an interview because she'd taken her life the night before. Oh. And... For me, that was a real moment of, hang on, she left a job because of her mental health. Because no one, this was before, you know, this was, we're talking two, three years ago. So before a lot of these mental health sort of champions and first aiders in work. But 
people had known for years, she's a beautiful, lovely lady, but people had known for years that she'd been struggling and suffering. She was known as being a bit quirky, you know, and quite an acquired taste. But I agree, things like that are great, but we need that bit beforehand. We need to know. I think you're right. And also for, I think the other side is, but I'd like to think that Amy's generation, there's a lot more talking. I think 35 plus, maybe 40 plus, there's still a lot of stigma. There's still a huge, you know, for me, for me to talk about it, loads of my girlfriends have gone, this is amazing absolutely amazing i wouldn't talk about it and i'm there going but why not because you are managers of 200 people predominantly women that could be going through similar things why why aren't we happy to talk about it you know i I do think it's you know i I do think sorry just going on that point of of what you asked chris yes we've got these mental first aiders and like you said is it too far gone then but i do think firms are now actively putting more into making sure that it it doesn't get that far i know that um my firm for instance they are very much you know they've put in sort of meditation courses they've put in wellness courses um as well as the mental health first aiders so it is there it's just it's do you know what it is it's also getting the buy-in of people and, and yeah. that that's a generation thing as well. I do think the older generations are sort of more stiff upper lip type type well, people. Well, I mean, you you think about you think about the people who run professional services firms typically, and they're typically probably uh, a generation older than us, Sam, like yeah. sort of mid fifties, sixties, um, yeah. uh, and the the openness to talk about mental health is probably is, is definitely not there for them and probably harder for us and uh, easier for Amy but we are making and I think culturally it's it's a titanic isn't it you know shifting law or shifting financial services yeah. or any of these big professional services services institutions yeah. takes time but it also takes people to turn around and go we need to talk about this and this is why you guys are doing amazing work yeah. Definitely. I think that's that. And that's part of the reason why we did the podcast, because we'd listen to, you know, all the, the, the normal ones, you know, the happy places with Fern Cotton, Russell Brown, Ricky Gervais, and they do amazing, amazing things. But, you know, I still have questions about antidepressants that no, none of those podcasts has ever covered. And we wanted to normalise the, you know, we, we know anyone can suffer with mental health. And but I struggled when I was going through my mental real down days, listening to somebody like Fern Cotton, because, you know, she has a very different life to me. She's a very different financial setup. She is a very, you know, just a, a different. OK, maybe not so much now in lockdown where we've all had to be at home, but there was a very different way of living her life and I really sh- I, I wanted to hear from somebody that had a life like me that worried about you know will my yeah. paycheck last till the end of the month yeah. you know yeah. what if what yeah. if I can't work for two months what if I don't work for two months and I've got no no job to go back to yeah, what if all my is clients- different, isn't it yeah yeah. yeah 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 definitely and I think that's that's something that we, you know, if you can get there first. So there's um there's these brilliant positive planners. I think you might have seen it on my Instagram, Chris, and they get you to chart how you're feeling that day. 
And one of my friends years ago, I'd forgotten all about this until a few weeks ago, and I've got mine, said, can you remember the old boards that used to do in and out before the days of email and MSN of if you were in the office, you'd mark No, I'm not that old, Seth. I'm not that old, I, 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 I can't remember that. I have no clue what you're, you're talking about. Walk in through security, mark yourself in, right? My friend said, can't we have a chart? Amy, do you, do, you know, do you even know what Seth, I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm joking, sorry, apologies. I know what you're talking about. It's fine. It's fine. I'm, that, I'm that old. It's fine. It's fine. I'll be retiring soon. I don't. I wish. But she said, "Can't we have a chart that we go into work and we have Sam Chilton Fox feeling okay, but on the verge? You know, that sort of just to keep the <laughs> so just to incentivise them to go. Are you right? Or how are you? Yeah. Or I like oh, the idea. The board. I saw on the board you're putting. You're having a down day. Has anyone spoken to you about it? Do you want to grab a? a a glass of water and a bit with me. But here's part of the challenge. Here's part of the cultural challenge we need to change, I think. And again, you guys are sort of um, focused on this more than I am. But um, the immediate, if when somebody says, how are you? As a polite society, we're trained to say, fine. Or, or not bad. Or good. Not bad. How often yeah. does someone say not bad? I have yeah. this... Since get, trying to get better, I really try hard not to go, yeah, not too bad. Because that's what I was saying when I was ill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. now my answers are, do you want the honest response before I go in? Because sometimes people can't actually manage or cope with what you're about to say. So I always do my little sense check if I'm having a bad day. But if I'm also having a good day, I go, I'm really good, thank you. And I'm really glad I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, people gotcha. go, oh, she's not just saying it, she's actually, she's living what she's telling me, which yeah. I think is really important. Yeah, no, I get that. And I, I, I think you're right. I think sort of just being more open and honest about how we how we are truly feeling is, is really important. The other one I, I've, I've stopped saying um, uh, in a positive way, because uh, I used it years ago, I used people, and I... We all lead busy lives, um, but the one you know, you know, busy is a positive. <laughs> yeah, how are you doing? Oh, I'm so busy. I'm really, really busy. Like yeah. it's the best thing in the world. And yeah. you go, hold on, it's it's not. You need some space and time to think about stuff. Thoughts? Yeah, yeah, yeah I completely I, agree. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we've both had jobs that haven't been as busy. I know Amy's was slightly different where she was internal, but also going through all of her treatment and everything. But to go from not being, to, I was too busy before COVID, but I was also not, I, I was also not a good busy. And I think that's the other side is what are you busy doing? Yeah. And, you know, I'm learning this thing of if someone texts me, I don't have to reply straight away. This is like absolutely mind blowing. See my husband sat there with 10 text messages on his phone screen. I'm like, ah, you need to answer them. You need to no. answer them. He went, no, I don't. I answer it when I have time and I yeah. can devote my time. He says, what you do is you're doing 10 other things. You get a text message, you reply, or you think you've replied and actually you haven't. So yeah. then you do it even worse because you're like, have I replied? Have I not replied? Now I'm going to stress myself out. Can you hear Friday afternoon rant, Sam, coming through going, oh, have I actually done that message? Like that's yeah. what happens, and it yeah. is it is having all these little 
like learning about being busy but the right busy is, yeah. is just as important. Yeah, I mean, my 100%. favorite button on my phone is do not disturb, just sort of, <laughs> and, then, and then I just don't get the notifications and I just don't know. Um, yeah. and guess what? The world doesn't end. No, you know, it, it's all good. It's all good. Do you put a, a timeline in your do not disturb? So I, I do my mine used to be 11 pm till 6 a.m. It's getting longer and longer and longer. I think I'm on 9 p.m. to 7 a.m. So no, my, one's, my one's permanent. <laughs> my one, my do not disturb is on all of the time. All of the time. So yeah. if I choose to look at my phone, that's when you get a response. Um, and I, I'm, you know, Sam, as you know, I'm really lucky. I've got, I've got uh, an amazing team of people who are a bit more reactive than me. Um, <laughs> but, um, but. But certainly that part of that is designed to protect my own mental health. Um, uh, and part of it is to, I don't know, for, for want of a better word, gatekeep my attention and time into t yeah. things that matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and that's important to, to, to protect. And, and then I get to choose what I want to spend my time on as opposed to somebody else choosing for me. Um, so that, you know, that, that yeah. just works for me. Talk to me. So this is the start of an exciting journey for you guys, because I mean we're like we're podcast veterans. No comments about how old I am again, Amy. Um, <laughs> they, we're 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 sort of a couple of years into our podcast. Um, uh, what does the future look like for for the podcast? Do you think? Um, me and Sam had a chat about this as well. Actually, you know, we, we're very we are beginners, um, and it's something that we both really enjoy doing um but we ultimately we you know we want it to fit around our lives and and our own mental well-being and our jobs and our friends and and we, we you know we want to massively continue this and, and get our voices out there but it's very much a part of our lives um at the right sort of time if that makes sense um I think definitely going forward, we'd like to get more guests um, on guest appearances and 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 get more people talking um, and and find out different people's stories and and how mental health affects not obviously just me and Sam but other people and in what ways it can manifest and yeah I think that's that what we see for for the next couple of years. Mm -hmm. Okay, Sam thoughts? Yeah, I, definitely. I think it's. I think it'll be nice if it's less us because yeah. you know I think there's that element of we we even discussed our individual journeys I'm sure there's other people with really really different journeys and different ages and different jobs and I think we'd like more men on because we appreciate men we touched on it the other day of talking about the sun and beer and the whole sort of toxic masculinity um sort of realm so I think there's a lot <laughs> There's just so much for us to delve into, but I, I think for us, as Amy says, it really works because it's a part of our, it's like our hobby now, which fits in, it doesn't eat into our time, it doesn't, yeah. it allows us still to, it's cheaper than therapy, I guess, is the, for us, 
and, and my, my, my experience is that when certainly certainly when we have guests on i'm a bit of an ideas make pie so i'm like so what can i learn from your story that might help me um and and often it's quite a lot because they've got a different perspective on it but yeah it's yeah. uh it's it, it's it's amazingly it's amazingly good fun i still love still love doing it and i've even got a 17 year old daughter that carries on talking to me because of the podcast so it's it's all good um, <laughs> i've got a 20 six-year-old lady that will still talk to me at the moment even though I'm 20-ish years no less than 20 years older can we can we all agree that rounding down is the official way of doing it can we all agree that like 15 years as opposed to the 20 Amy's <laughs> going definitely not <laughs> you know the rules back in school if it's above a five you have to round up <laughs> I don't no, go I'm, to school I'm, I'm no so no I'm Actually, Sam, I'm cool with that. 43, it's only 15 years, Amy. So, yeah, we'll have that rule. That sounds good. <laughs> um, so, talk to us a little bit about where people can find out a bit more about the podcast. Yes. Yeah, so, Sam, this one's over to you. Oh, it's okay. It's me. So, our podcast at the moment, um, we've got links on our Instagram. So, our Instagram is, um, uh, the handle is peering at the rabbit hole. We're on Spotify, which... I must ask you, Chris. I've never asked you this when we were doing when you were helping us doing all the sort of the prep work. What was it like when you first saw your podcast on a big platform, like when you could search for it? Because so, I still get giddy when I go into Chelsea's office and put Spotify, and I'm like, oh, there we are. You no, know, you know what? It is quite cool. Um, and, and like being on iTunes and sort of, and, and again, I don't do any of that. My uh, technical genius that is Russell deals with that. Here's the one that's really weird. I um, I heard the podcast in my own house because um, uh, my nine-year-old Sophie was listening to the podcast. Um, and I'm going, where is that sound coming from? Because she didn't have a... Um, she didn't have a phone or anything in her room. So I went in and it was coming from her room. And I went, how are you playing that podcast? Um, and she went, Dad, look at this. Alexa, play the Kindness Project. And it came on. And I was like, that's what got me excited. I was like, that is amazing. So, so yeah, it was, uh, it, I, I, yeah, I was still getting excited about stuff like that. And then, it gets and then a bit just, freaky though, doesn't it? Like, it you suddenly a, hear your own, Chilts does it to me all the time. Suddenly I hear my own voice and I'm like, or I hear Amy and I go, is Amy here? Like, then, how's she not here? <laughs> but then, but then the weird, the weirdest thing is, when you're in a conversation <laughs> with somebody who um, who's listened to like episode, I don't know what episode we're on now, but like episode 112, and it might have been a conversation Charlotte and I had six months ago, yeah. um, and we we don't remember it, but for them it's more recent. You know, it's it's strange how that, and yeah. you know, you know what I really like the idea of, and you guys are doing it as well, just building that legacy of helpful stuff that you can look back and remember and go you know what i i helped somebody else out there it's really yeah. really powerful so yeah. so thank you for coming on the pod uh the podcast my podcast charlotte's podcast thank you for sharing your story and uh, good luck with the future thank you so much and thank you for all your help because honestly if it wasn't for you and russ we wouldn't be where we are now 11 episodes in and our first guest speaker so thank you so much definitely mainly russ but i'll take the credit cheers thanks chris <laughs> thank you so much you're welcome so that was the second part of sam and amy that was good wasn't it that was good should we get to the end of the show let's do it go on then 
have another podcast, but the end is never true to the end because the end is only the beginning of something entirely new. And would you like to tell us what that is? I will, but before I do that, let's talk about the mug that you want created. That um, just as tis the end at the at the bottom of the cup of mug of tea. I think that's an genius it's, idea. You know, you finish your mug and tis the end. But are you going to add just tis the end, or are you going to have everything you say um, at the end of every well, podcast? I, don't always, I didn't always say everything, did I? You used to, I used to just let you do it, but I just thought, you know... You're trying to expand your power, aren't you? Yeah. You're trying to just do a bit more. It's my time to I'm shine. going to start calling you Russell Dames if you think <laughs> on Because on, on his last guest appearance on the podcast, he wanted to expand his power, didn't he? It's like he was hosting. I thought, like, blimey, it's all good. Anyway, um, the question of the podcast we asked last time, and, and in our part of the world at this particular point in time, it's still particularly pertinent. What is your favourite summer treat? Um, and what did you say yours was? A nobbly bubbly. And you laughed at me oh, for yeah. it. You're yeah. laughing at me again. You love a nobbly bubbly, don't you? You're just nice. Um, you found them. Uh, so Mike Christie commented first. He said the first cold beer after a game of golf, a walk, or a trip to the gym, or just a whole mint Viennetta. Now I'm sure a whole mint Viennetta is meant to be shared between the family. I don't know what a mint Viennetta is, <gasps> but okay. Are you joking? Have you never had a mint Viennetta? I don't think so. Oh, no. you've not lived. You need to Google that. I have that. lived. I know for a fact I have lived. I've checked my pulse several <laughs> times this week. You, you have lived, <laughs> and now your brain's coming out your nose. You might not. Yeah, that, that might be different. This week, this but, year. But what you need to do to expand your depth of knowledge is Google Mint Viennetta. I'll just stick to my knobbly bobbly things. <laughs> well, what might be better is a Mint Viennetta just with a knobbly bobbly popped on top. That that might change the game a bit. Steve Dan said 99 from an ice cream van and donuts fresh at the seaside. Mm. Now, that sounds amazing, doesn't it? Mm. Um, donuts fresh at the seaside. And let's just talk about Steve, because Steve is the man who... Uh, educated me on the um, uh, existence of the chip loaf. Basically, you buy a loaf, you cut the top open, you take the filling out, and you bang loads of chips inside. And then you put a flake on top, and it's a 99 <laughs> chip loaf. 99s uh, are ridiculous. They're still <laughs> called 99s, and they're, yet they're not 99p anymore. Thanks, inflation. <laughs> yeah, cheers, inflation. Thanks for that, mate. Um, Phil Fitzgibbon said, I've got three options. All right, Phil, ready? Um, <laughs> Magnum double camer- ca- caramel. Camomel. Cam- <laughs> Magnum double camel. <laughs> their, new, uh, their new edition. Um, don't eat too much, otherwise it will give you the ump. Um, cold <laughs> cider um, and strawberries and cream. Now, I'm not a big yeah, strawberries and cream no. fan. No. No. no anyway. the, you eat them at, like... You go to Wimbledon and they're giving them out, but otherwise I just like... But then it's got to be a sweet strawberry. If you, if you yeah. get a strawberry that's a little bit tart... No, no, I, no, I, I like tart. Tart strawberries, yeah. but not with strawberries and cream. Otherwise, tart strawberries are the best strawberries. No, they're not. Yes, Sweet they strawberries are the best no. strawberries. <laughs> Judy Wedge said, hands down sangria. Now, don't I don't know. Either. Sangria? You've never had a sangria? I've heard of it. What you need to do is go home, <laughs> and eat order, a bucket load of ice cream. Order, no, a and a bucket full of sangria. Only if you're down. willing to pay for it. Um, I'm not. Um, <laughs> there we uh, go then. Sharon Atkins said, I would have said soda water and lime with ice and a slice, but discovered the Round Trees watermelon lolly this week. Now, I've not had one of them, have you? 
Yeah. I've had a watermelon ollie, but I don't know if I've had the round trees one. I think we've had those. Yeah. Okay, cool. That sounds good. I might, uh, I might give that a go. Uh, Robbie White said frozen whisper gold. I've never had a frozen whisper gold. Now, I don't put chocolate in the fridge. What's your standpoint on that? What chocolate in the fridge? You put chocolate in the fridge so it doesn't melt. Standard, though. Would you put every chocolate bar in the fridge? Yeah. Everything tastes better cold. Okay. Not pizza. Uh, pizza. <laughs> pizza's kind of disgusting. Yeah, cold. yeah, okay. Uh, Marco Ellen has just got one simple request. Beer. Um, <laughs> Clive Jelf said, uh, cold beer after a day on the rev- river. And Francis Barra and uh, Ian Brazier said, um, ice cream for Francis, it's a Mr. Whippy ice cream on the beach. And Ian Brazier said, he loves a Rossi's flake, preferably on the beach. Nice. And that, my friends, is all of the answers to your summer treats. On that note, that is the end of another podcast and we will see you same time, same place next week. Bye.